Good evening, everyone. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about cross. How Jesus died on the cross. That's the topic tonight. I'm going to be talking tonight, to you tonight. The cross is used in many Christian churches as a symbol of the Savior's death and resurrection and sinew experience of faith. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints we also remember receiving the suffering of the Savior. But because the Savior lives, we do not use the symbol of his death as a symbol of our faith. Most Christian churches, they do the cross. Our religion, you see, our LDS church sees the symbol punched straight up. We believe in the resurrection. Not nothing's bad about all of the Christians who believe the cross. We just believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is good that they believe they go after the the death of Jesus Christ, which is not bad. But we believe he he resurrected. Um, that's what we believe, and at the third day he resurrected from the dead. We believe in the resurrection of Christ. That's why you see this every church, earliest church buildings, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints church buildings, you see the symbol pointing up. That we believe in the resurrection, that he resurrected from the dead. That's the only difference what we do in our religions. Our life must be experience of our faith. We are baptized and confirmed, we convert to take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ. The way we, we live our life should determine our love for the Savior and His work. It's amazing how many times He went through that He knew He would die on the cross for us. He had to. That's the most infirm thing He had to do. He had to die on the cross for us. Because um, if He didn't, we would not be here in a sense. We would not be here at all. Because if nothing has happened, there was a plan that he, ha- he had to die on the cross for us. First Nephi, this is in the Book of Mormon. First Nephi 11.33 says, And I, Nephi, said that he was lifted up on the cross and slain for the sins of all the world. He had to die for us for our sins. Um, he had to, so we can know what we've been through. He, he died on that cross for the pains and suffering. Every suffering we've been through, he's been through. Every sin we commit, he suffered for that. In Second Nephi twenty-seven fourteen, this is in the Book of Mormon again. And and my father sent me that I might be lifted upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted upon the cross, that I might draw all men unto me. That as I have been lifted upon by men, even so should men be lifted upon the faith uh, by the fathers to stand before me to be judged of for their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. Basically, he's talking about he died for us so we can judge whether it be good or evil. Well, someone's bad, that's to, that's their choice. Someone's good, that's your guys' choice. It doesn't matter who it is. Everybody's going to be judged. No one's perfect in his life. I'm not perfect. I'm telling you that right now. No one's perfect. Um, Henry Father, Jesus Christ knew he died for imperfect people. People who are not believing Christ in God. They'll be judged for that. It, it's not bad about that. No one's perfect 
Um, things happen that way. We're, the, the, down here, we're, the, it's a test. Dr. Covenant's 138.35 says, And so was made known among the dead, both small and great, the unrighteousness as well as the faithful, that redeemed had been right through the sacrifice of the Son of God upon the cross. Well, I just said, even the faithful, he died for the faithful, and the unfaithful, um, the sac, the anybody, the unrighteous, and the un- and the faithful, the unrighteous people, he died for too. Um, he died for anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, I'm gonna listen, watch a video for you guys. Hope you enjoy it. This is called "Take Upon Our Cross" by Aerosuresis. Sorry, I can't explain. Say that right, but that's um, anyways. Here it is. Just a minute. We have received wonderful teachings from our leaders during these last two days. I testify to you that if we strive to apply these inspired and timely teachings in our lives, the Lord, through His grace, will help each of us carry our cross and make our burdens light. While in the vicinity of Caesarea Philippi, the Savior revealed to his disciples what he would suffer at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and scribes in Jerusalem. He specifically taught them about his death and glorious resurrection. At that point in time, his disciples did not completely understand his divine mission on earth. Peter himself, when he heard what the Savior had said, took him aside and rebuked him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. To help his disciples to understand that devotion to his work includes submission and suffering, the Savior emphatically declared, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Through this declaration, the Savior emphasized that all those who are willing to follow him need to deny themselves and control their desires, appetites, and passions, sacrificing everything, even life itself if necessary, being entirely submissive to the will of the Father, just as He did. This is, in fact, the price to be paid for the salvation of a soul. Jesus purposely and metaphorically used the symbol of a cross to help his disciples better understand what sacrifice and devotion to the Lord's cause would truly mean. The image of a cross was well known among his disciples and the inhabitants of the Roman Empire because Romans forced victims of crucifixion to publicly carry their own cross or cross being to the place where their execution would occur. It was only after the Savior's resurrection that the disciples' minds were open to understand 
all that had been written about him and what would be required of them from that time on. In the same fashion, all of us, brothers and sisters, need to open our minds and our hearts in order to fully to more fully understand the relevance of taking upon ourselves our crosses and following him. We learn through the scriptures that those who wish to take their cross upon themselves love Jesus Christ in such a way that they deny themselves of all ungodliness and of every world lust and keep his commandments. Our determination to cast off all that is contrary to God's will and to sacrifice all we are asked to give and to strive to follow his teachings will help us to endure in the path of Jesus Christ's gospel, even in the face of tribulation, weakness of our souls, or the social pressure and worldly philosophies that oppose his teachings. For example, for those who have not yet found an eternal companion and may be feeling lonely and hopeless, or for those who have been divorced and feel abandoned and forgotten, I assure you that accepting the Savior's invitation of taking upon yourselves your crosses and following Him means continuing with faith on the Lord's path, maintaining a pattern of dignity, and not indulging in worldly habits that will eventually take away our hope in God's love and mercy. The same principles apply to those of you who are experiencing same-gender attraction and feel discouraged and helpless. And maybe for this reason, some of you are feeling that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not for you anymore. If that's the case, I want to assure you that there is always hope in God the Father and in His plan of happiness, in Jesus Christ and in His atoning sacrifice, and in living their loving commandments. In his perfect wisdom, power, justice, and mercy, the Lord may seal us his, that we may be brought to his presence and have everlasting salvation if we are steadfast and immovable in keeping the commandments and are always abounding in good works. To those who have committed serious sins, Accepting the same invitation means, among other things, to humble yourself before God, to counsel with appropriate church leaders, and to repent and forsake your sins. This process will also bless all who are fighting against debilitating addictions, including opioids, drugs, alcohol, and pornography. Th taking these steps brings you closer to the Savior, who can ultimately free you from guilt, sorrow, and spiritual and physical slavery. Additionally, you may also desire to seek the support of your family, friends, and competent medical and counseling professionals. Please never give up after subsequent failures and consider yourself incapable of abandoning sins and overcoming addiction. You cannot afford to stop trying and thereafter continue in weakness and sin. Always strive to do your best, manifesting through your works the desire to cleanse the inner vessel as taught by the Savior. Sometimes solutions to certain challenges come after months and months of continuous effort. The promise found in the Book of Mormon that is by grace 
that we are saved after all we can do is applicable in these circumstances. Please remember that the Savior's gift of grace is not necessarily limited in time to after all we can do. We may receive His grace before, during, and after the time when we expand our own efforts. I testify that as we continually strive to overcome our challenges, God will bless us with the gifts of faith to be healed and of the working of miracles. He will do for us what we are not capable of doing for ourselves. Additionally, for those who feel bitter, angry, offended, or chained for, to sorrows for something you feel is undeserved, to take up one's cross and follow the Savior means to strive to lay aside these feelings and turn to the Lord so He can free us from this state of mind and help us to find peace. Unfortunately, if we hold on on these negative feelings and emotions, we may find ourselves living without the influence of the Lord's Spirit in our lives. We cannot repent for other people, but we can forgive them by refusing to be held hostage by those who have harmed us. The scriptures teach that there is a way out of these situations by inviting our Savior to help us to replace our stone hearts with new hearts. For this to happen, we need to come before the Lord with our weaknesses and implore His help and forgiveness, especially during the sacred moment when we partake of the sacrament each Sunday. May we choose to seek His help and take an important and difficult step by forgiving those who have hurt us so that our wounds may begin to heal. To heal. I promise you that in your doing so, your nights will be full of relief that comes from a mind at peace with the Lord. While in the Liberty Jail in 1839, the prophet Joseph Smith wrote an epistle to church members containing prophecies that are so very applicable in all these circumstances and situations. He wrote, All thrones and dominions, principalities and powers, shall be revealed and set forth upon all who have endured valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, those who have taken upon themselves the name of the Savior, trusting in His promises and persevering to the end, will be saved and may dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We all face adverse circumstances in our lives that make us feel sad, helpless, hopeless, and sometimes even weakened. Some of these feelings may lead us to question the Lord, why am I experiencing these situations? Or why are my expectations not met? After all, I am doing everything in my power to carry my cross and follow the Savior. My dear friends, we must remember that taking our cross upon ourselves includes being humble and trusting in God and in His infinite wisdom. We must acknowledge that He is aware of each of us and of our needs. It is also necessary to accept the fact that the Lord's timing is different than ours. Sometimes we seek for a blessing 
and set a time limit for the Lord to fulfill it. We cannot condition our faithfulness to Him by imposing upon Him a deadline for the answers to our desires. When we do this, we resemble the skeptical Nephites from ancient times who mocked their brethren by saying that the time was past for the fulfillment of the words spoken by Samuel the Lamanite, creating confusion among those who believed. We need to trust the Lord enough to be still and know that He is God, that He knows all things, and that He is aware of each of us. I recently had the opportunity <clears throat> to minister to a widowed sister named Franca Calamasi, who is suffering from a debilitating illness. Sister Calamasi was the first member of her family to join the Restored Church of Jesus Christ. Although her husband was never baptized, he consented to meet with the missionaries and often attended church meetings. Despite these circumstances, Sister Calamasi remained faithful and raised her four children in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A year following her husband's passing, Sister Calamasi took her children to the temple and they participated in sacred ordinances and were sealed together as a family. The promises associated with these ordinances brought her much hope, joy, and happiness that helped her carry on in life. When the first symptoms of the disease began to appear, her bishop gave her a blessing. At that time, she told her bishop that she was ready to accept the Lord's will, expressing her faith to be healed, as well as her faith to endure her illness to the end. During my visit, while holding Sister Calamasi's hand and looking into her eyes, I saw an angelic glow emanating from her countenance, reflecting her confidence in God's plan and her perfect brightness of hope in the Father's love and plan for her. I felt her firm determination to endure in her faith until the day by taking up, until the end, by taking up her cross, despite the challenges she was facing. This sister's life is a testimony of Christ, a statement of her faith and devotion to Him. Brothers and sisters, I want to testify to you that taking upon us our cross and following the Savior requires us to follow His example, to strive to become like Him, patiently facing the circumstances of life, denying and despising the appetites of the natural man, and waiting on the Lord. The psalmist wrote, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He is our help and our shield. I testify to you that following our Master's footsteps and waiting on Him, who is the ultimate healer of our lives, will provide rest to our souls and make our burdens easy and light. Of these things, I testify in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I promise you that if Jesus Christ did 
that are on the cross for us. If you've been overdosed, you've been in the church and you overdosed on any type of drug, don't be fear or shame. That's your weakness. That's okay. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Everybody knows his weakness. If you overdose on painkiller, overdose on any type of opioid, Jesus Christ is there for you. I promise you that. Do not, do not feel embarrassed to go, go to your bishop. See, I need your help. He's there for that reason. He's there for that calling. He's there to help you through this, through your, um, through this issue. Um, not issue. Excuse me. Through this weakness you have, or if you're an alcoholic, it doesn't matter what you've been through. He's there for you. I promise God, if you keep going through your life, repenting, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But I promise that if you go to the bishop, you say, I have this problem. I need your help. He's there for you to help you. I promise that if you keep doing that, you'll be healed. That's why it's so amazing what Jesus Christ did. First, he died on the cross. He knew that you had that weakness. He knew that. 100%. Everybody has weaknesses. He knew that. Doesn't matter who it is. Jesus Christ likes everybody. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, that's okay too. He still loves you. It doesn't matter what you've been through. He's there. I promise you that if you go through trials and tribulations... You will repent. You will go through time that I need help. And that's where the bishop and state president is there for you. Any type of leader, go to them. They will help you. I promise that. If you keep going that, Jesus Christ died for our sins. I tell you, Jesus Christ loved us so much. He died for us. He did. He loved you so much. He died on the cross for us that... We can receive his love and instant love who we've been through. It's amazing. You can see the love of Jesus Christ. You read it in any type of scripture, the Bible, the book of Mormon, Dr. Covenants. In the scriptures, he loved us so much, he died for us. He wanted to, to go through that weakness we have. He's there for us. Um, I hope you guys have a good evening. Enjoy the rest of the, your night. I love you. You guys have a nice night. Thank you so, for listening to me. Bye-bye.